Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Jake James Lugo. How's it going? Hey man, it's good to see you again. Good to see everybody else. Hope good you're all doing good. Good to have you on again. And also, Ash Paulson. How's it going, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. You know I love always, you know, recording with you guys, recording Friend Code, so thank you for having me back on. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's always a blast to have guests on, and uh, like, I always look forward to a guest, but I mean, having Ash and Jake James, like, especially, I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited. It's fun. It's like, always fun <laughs> vibes and stuff, so I always have a good time. Um, we got a bunch of I stuff. I see what you did there. Fun vibes. I like it. I did not intentionally do that, but I'll take credit for that. I'll take words. Nice. And this is kind of cool, too, because Jake James is a, is a former guest on uh, yes. our own show, Today's News Tonight, yes. as well. So I'm it's a kind fan of, like of a both. nice. I'm Small a fan of both of you guys because I, I watch everybody's content. I watch a ridiculous amount of content while I do other stuff, and it's always fun every once in a while to cross pollinate. Before, I wanted to open with Metroid Dread sales numbers, but I got to ask you one quick question unrelated to Nintendo because so, yesterday at the studio, or sorry, two days ago at the studio, uh, Brandon Jones was showing us the photos from the Obi-Wan stuff. Yeah. So, I, I know you're a big Star Wars fan, so yeah. I just like, I'll give you a few minutes. I don't know if you can see the lightsabers yeah, right there. Like, I heard, I heard something about apparently there being a rematch of a lightsaber fight between okay. Anakin. Do you want it simple? Because I know me and you could talk about that for like just hours. Just simple. Yeah, simple. Okay. It's fine. So, <laughs> bottom line, there was a, a sizzle reel that first got leaked out before Disney Plus Day, and then it came out officially on Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day that shows concept art and shows what's going to be going down. The basic idea of what's happening with Kenobi. And bottom line is, is that Obi Wan and Anakin or Darth Vader are going to cross lightsabers again. They're going to fight again. And it's going to be a big deal because this takes place 10 years prior to Star Wars A New Hope, but 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So it not only fits within canon, but it's also going to show us some really dope stuff that I think people are really going to dig, especially if you saw that concept art. Oh, man. Nice. It's, it's, it's nice to be excited about something. I just saw the mm -hmm. the piece of artwork or maybe it was a still or something from it. I was like, wait, they're going to fight again with There's lightsabers? Four. That's There's got like four I was like, this, this is going to send yeah. people like... In, yeah, people are gonna be crazy about this. On, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, like, I mean, the Star Wars thing never stops. I mean, the announcement yesterday, I think it was of Boba Fett coming to Fortnite. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that. But also, keep in mind, there's the book of Boba Fett coming out in December, like oh, literally yes. right around the corner. Jeez. On top of that, there's nice. other series. I mean, we got the Rogue Squadron thing that got delayed, or delayed indefinitely. That was the one being done by Patty Jenkins. But yeah. there's also rumors of another Star Wars project that's a movie that's being made, and the rumor is is that it might be Knights of the Old Republic or the old republic timeline oh cool Very i mean cool. i, 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 I uh, would <laughs> oh no I, i'm definitely a casual star star wars fan but i'm i'm still enough of one and, and know enough about the 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 whole series and story and everything to know how hype this rematch is gonna oh, be yeah. like i don't have I you don't have to wait. be a hardcore star wars fan oh, yeah. to see the appeal in a in a vader obi-wan rematch i think that's gonna be pretty damn cool yeah. and i i kind of want them to i have a soft spot for shadows of the empire for n64 oh i want that cannon so and bad oh my god i'd love to I see love them that add that i reviewed it in 64 online yeah <laughs> oh, i love that yeah. that would be yeah, or N64 Switch, whatever you want to call yeah. it. But that would, I would love to be able to play that game again. Yeah, I want that remastered. I want that to be canonized, like the story, but I want that remastered. Because Asper has been mm -hmm. doing a lot of good remasters. Got to give him credit. That's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, you even bring up that rumored movie. It makes even more sense to me because of the Knights of the Old Republic uh, exactly. remake that they're, they're also yeah. working on for the game. So it's like... It, we just it, got it on Switch recently, like yeah. a couple days ago. Like, we got right. the remaster that's on Nintendo Switch. You, uh, is it, it, did you like it? Like so I haven't. I'm playing. I'm, 
I'm playing it now because I'm going to do a full video review on it. Okay. And so far, I'm in, I'm in it. I'm not, but I want to say about maybe four or five hours in because that's a long game. It's meaty. It's yeah. it's a reason why oh, it's yeah. so like Harold mm-hmm. is one of the best RPGs out there because there, there's a lot that goes into it. But I'm digging it so far. All right. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would be curious to maybe one day sit you down with Michael Huber because Huber is uh, not confident in the Switch version of uh, of Kotor for some reason. So. Yeah, I'll have I'll, thoughts I'll, for him be, soon. Yeah, it'd be nice to, to see if someone could turn him around on that. Um, but also some other small Switch news. Um, we got some MPD numbers recently. Um, Switch was back at the number one, uh, not total dollar value, but units sold. Um, again, after falling behind PlayStation 5 the previous month, uh, boosted mostly because of the Switch OLED version coming out. But I think the biggest nugget takeaway was the the, the confirmation of Metroid Dread sales. Uh, Doug Bowser revealed that it sold 854,000 units in the U.S. alone. Um, if you take the worldwide sales, uh, it does break 1 million. Uh, Doug Bowser was quoted as saying, it's the best start for any Metroid game ever. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, are, nice. is this is this like is this exciting? Do you see this as like I mean this is good news, but is I guess is it good enough news for Metroid because Metroid's been one of those franchises that while it has been critically acclaimed has just not lit the sales world on fire and some were hoping that maybe this could be like the fire emblem three houses or final emblem awakening moment for for Metroid where it crosses over into not just being a critically acclaimed series but actually being like a sales juggernaut. Do you think it's on course for that. I mean, you you gonna say it doesn't matter, but like I'm kind of curious what you take from uh, these the, the sales report. We actually talked about this in oh. uh, in our own show, while yeah, in, in yesterday's episode. So I might be repeating myself for people who watch both, but um, I, I think whether it's enough or not is is not really that relevant. It I mean it is. We got what we got, and I think we should be thankful that Metroid, it, that Dread broke out of the gate as well as it did. All we can do is hope that it's enough, and I think it might be. I mean, I, I not only did did Dread break out of the gate as a new Metroid game, but it also broke out of the gate as a two, as a new two D Metroid game, really pushing back against that super obnoxious narrative uh, by some folks, like oh, sixty dollars. I don't know if I, you know, I don't yeah, think it should stupid. be a full price game because this is two D. You don't need a third dimension to justify a game being full price. And now I get that there's also the length argument, and Metroid Dread is, is like most Metroid games, is a game meant to be played multiple times, uh, not in, in optimized. And, you know, so I can see why people might be thinking, oh, an 8- to 12-hour game, $60. You know, people define value differently. For me, it was absolutely worth full price, not even a question. But there's that really obnoxious argument about 2D games, should they be full price, and I'm so glad that uh, Metroid Dread sales right out of the gate have just absolutely just demolished that narrative, at least in the wider scope of things, and and, and prove that, yes, a, a game, you, you know, as fantastic as Metroid Dread, doesn't matter that it's 2D, doesn't matter that it's just, you know, a side-scroller, uh, it, that it's absolutely worthy of that full price just based on the sheer quality alone. And as speaking to Metroid as a series, I think it's the best we could have hoped for. I don't think that any of us were necessarily expecting Dread to do such fantastic pre-order numbers, let alone do such fantastic sales numbers out of the gate here in the U.S. But I do think the real story, at least for me right now, is going to be Japan. 
uh, Japan is, is historically where Metroid has tended to perform the worst, unfortunately. And I'm curious to see uh, how Dread sales numbers are going to shake out in Japan. I, I, they're not going to be as good as they are here. I, I don't think, I'm not expecting that, but I'm wondering if it's going to still be its own version of better, uh, you know, for the series historically. And I'm, I, I really am crossing my fingers because I think Dread proved that Metroid should be top of mind, if not top of mind, close to top of mind for Nintendo going forward. And I'm so glad that it kind of uh, reestablishes the series as perceived viability going forward. Agreed. And, and I, I kind of want to look at this from a different perspective, though, because I, I think that I don't think anybody was really questioning whether it was worth the value, or at least the people that are really like pay attention to the conversation as a whole, because there's always the small sect of people that are going to be doubters are going to say things just for the sake of saying them on social media about stuff like this. I think that the people who were, that were really down from Metroid, you know, just from the get-go, a lot of them had their Fire Emblem Awakening moment with Samus Returns on the 3DS. Mm -hmm. I feel that was the one that was like, okay, that was sparked a little bit of interest there for Metroid as a series, as an IP. This one, I think that now it did very well, you know, especially here in the States. I didn't know that it was notorious for being like, you know, underperforming in Japan. That's surprising to me. But even then, just looking at it in the global sense, Nintendo now has a basis to look like, okay, there's a lot of interest here. There's people here that will go out and buy this series. And I'm curious even to know out of all those like million or so units that sold worldwide, how, what part of it was not only just the single version, the standard definition, or also the bundles, and also keep in mind the Amiibos, that was all part of that stuff that when it was released. But it also shows me that like with this doing well, and now that we have Metroid Prime 4 over the horizon, there's still enough interest there that it's going to be viable to maybe continue afterwards with that, because not just with the type of, uh, was a game that it is, not just the type of genre, because remember, Metroid Prime is going to be a FPS, as opposed to its 2D traditional Metroid, but just the name Metroid, I think has a lot of still strong viability ability to continue afterwards and i think it's going to continue to go upward i think it's a lot of people especially if you own a nintendo switch or if you own a switch and other consoles really know the name metroid you know from like smash brothers or whatever mm. else right yeah. um speaking a little bit to that to that point i made about uh you know metroid's japanese sales i was doing a little research here and uh Nibel on twitter reported on october 14th that uh dread had sold around 80 almost eighty-seven thousand physical units since launch in Japan, which is a franchise record. And that kind of says everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 87,000 is nothing to sneeze at, but in the grand scheme of things, if that's a franchise record, that kind of speaks to it's what low. I was talking about. Metroid, you know, historically not performing as well in Japan as it does, you know, here. Um, I would... I feel like this is the a big stepping stone for the Metroid franchise because even if you somehow viewed these numbers as not high enough for whatever reason, I, I, I could just see mm -hmm. some people thinking, like, everything else on Switch is selling multiple millions of copies, even, like, smaller franchises. Why why is Metroid such a big thing not, like, breaking? I mean, it's only been one month, first of all. We, we yeah. have November, which is going right. to be, like, holiday season, at least here in the U.S. Yeah, we're in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you're, you're going to see a bunch yeah. of holiday sales. I, I, I imagine it's going to have a really big quarter, but I do think that... 3D Metroid, and particularly the Prime series, will bring bigger sales potentially, has bigger sales potential. Um, Dread, I, I think it had a lot maybe going against it in terms, and yet it still performed very well. You bo you both kind of like pointed out some of the things that some people out there were just like kind of concerned about, whether rationally or irrationally about you know, Metroid Dread, you know, being 2D, being full price, uh, even so much as like being the culmination. Do I have to play all the previous ones to understand this one? Like, whereas 
potentially the rumor of like Metroid Prime Remake, the, at least the first one coming out next yeah, year. Right. If that ends up being true, I am going to guarantee it right now. Metroid Prime Remake on Switch will sell multiple millions. It will, it will break two million in its first month. Like, I, I absolutely am convinced. You because think so? I think so. Yeah. I think Prime 1 okay. will, like, it will sell well. And I think the combat that one two hit of dread plus that whenever four comes out as long as it looks like it's you know what supposed to I, look I, like to go off of that to, go i was gonna say to go off of that i was gonna say that prime four we it'd probably be an anomaly because that game has been hyped up for a long time keep in mind that, that that's been like talked about and announced for like years now at this point so you gotta add on to the fact that just not only is is it like a highly anticipated game but now the franchise is doing well it's gonna show people be like oh this is something that everybody should yeah. jump in on I, th- I think it's going to build towards Metroid Prime 4 having, like, breaking the records. Whatever Dread's record's going to be, Prime 4 will break that record and end up being the best-selling Metroid game of all time. And uh, I think that'll be... The Metroid series will be perfectly positioned at that point if it's going to break into, like, a higher tier of, of sales for Nintendo where it might, like, rise up to be, like, Fire Emblem's trajectory. It does not need to do that. I think as long as the games keep selling you know over a million or like just in the low millions like that will be satisfactory enough to nintendo and ash your reaction kind of made me double like rethink my metroid prime one like i think it will beat dreads first month sales i don't know if maybe two million might be too high but like i i feel like it's a well that's what i was yeah yeah i think it could beat dreads first month sales i think I right. think it has a chance to do that for for sure because of the reverence for Metroid Prime One. It is generally viewed as like right. maybe the best Metroid game, and so many of the fans have such a fond remembrance of that game, and and it's an excuse to go back and replay it. Oh, it looks it's gonna be. I mean, it depends on how the effort looks. You know, if it's yeah, not like true. a yeah. high budget effort, there might be some concerns there. But you know, something I, I just thought of something. You know, thinking about all this stuff, and again. I, as we talk, think about like after Metroid Prime 4, you know, the future of the Metroid series, I'd tell you right now, if they're going to end up doing another 2D Metroid style thing, keep it with Mercury Steam because they really did an awesome job oh, I agree. with this yeah. one. 100%. Keep it with them and then whatever that next game is like that, let them do it because clearly they yeah. showed they know this series and they have a passion for it. Yeah, I, I will say with the caveat that as long as they any of the, the reports from some of the, the work issues over there are cleaned yeah, up, you know, true. as long as that Nintendo, yeah. you know, you know, keeps its house in order over there uh then yes and i'd love to see them make one from the ground up original because they did samus yeah. returns which was a remake and then they took a concept that already existed for almost two decades with dread and kind of like worked with the tender to finish that it'd be nice to see them maybe be hey we're gonna let you create your own metroid this time like what would you want to do with yeah. it I, I would love to see uh, I would love to see Mercury Steam just be able to do a, you know do a nice glow up of Samus Returns and on the Switch you know yes. double. I'm that surprised that hasn't happened. FTS. Honestly, honestly, yeah, I'm like, really surprised that hasn't to, happened. Yeah, and, and I thought the 3D in, in Samus Returns. I, I was a big fan of stereosco- uh, stereoscopic 3D, and I thought it was really well utilized in the 3DS version. But I would be willing to give that up for 60 FPS. You know, higher res, nicer textures, just a nice glow up for Samus Returns because it was a great game, but it's one that I would like to play again on the big screen and Dread proved that. What a gorgeous game to play through and just behold on the big screen. And it so felt I'd good to, to play. See, that was the other yeah. thing too. It felt very and, good to play. Uh, oh, absolutely. Like just Samus's movement, moving Samus throughout the game world just <laughs> feels amazing in that game. And I think that's something that Mercury's team has really... Uh, particularly left their own mark on the series with is Samus's movement. Obviously, the movement in the series and the controls have always been great, 
but I think that they have left their own stamp on the series in terms of just the free aim system, just the the organic way in which it feels as though Samus moves through the world. She she really feels like a part of that world. And just her movements feel so natural. And uh, I think they've really been able to leave their own stamp on the series in that sense. Um, Damiani, going back to what you said about potential sales for a Prime remake, just to add a little context there, I was looking it up. And, and as of December 2014, this comes from uh, sales figures in a Resetter thread from a couple of years ago. But as of December 2014, Metroid Prime has sold 2.84 million copies lifetime. So... That might be a bit aggressive to say two million in the first month, but I, I don't disagree that it could potentially beat Dread's think, first yeah. month sales. To give some insight to my thinking really quick, because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, obviously, sure. I think all GameCube games were hampered because GameCube did mm. not have a large install Absolutely. base. So That's true. Like that the Wii version yeah. came out. Uh, it came out as a trilogy. It added motion controls. We did have a huge install base, but I think there might have been some resistance to. Oh, I, I just want like traditional Metroid Prime. Why are exactly. you giving me motion controls? Um, yeah, and, and it was bundled, and also it was pulled. It was, it was added back digitally, but like it wasn't. You know, it was Nintendo being a little bit Nintendo with it. Um, Switch has shown that previous games that exist on previous systems brought out on it. They almost universally do better on Switch. Like they have bigger sales. Right. Like Donkey Kong Country, mm -hmm. Tropical Freeze. Uh, that's true. You know, super. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. They, they, they seem to have this like explosion on there. So that's why I think a Metroid Prime, especially if it's like a remake, an actual graphical overhaul. So we're not talking remaster. We're not talking like just because like the rumors are yeah. we're talking straight up remake. remake. Or I remake. mean, if yeah, anything, okay. it's like it's a very visually enhanced version. We're yeah. talking like you know maybe you know 1060 and. You know, updated textures. Like, who, I, I don't know the specifics because it's just a rumor. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, yeah. There, there are people out there on emulators who've done all this. Like, there are definitely people very passionate out there in making Metroid Prime look very good. So if Nintendo can somehow fulfill that in terms of the visual requirement, I think so many people are going to be interested in it. So that one, two of a previous generation game getting a Switch version and there's still demand for it, plus graphical update plus maybe new features, I can see that. And also, like, it probably could have traditional and motion controls still with it. I, I imagine with Joy-Cons, mm -hmm. like, just with the Skyward Sword, you Give the option. Can, yeah, it'd be optional. I think yeah. it might be, be, the, be the definitive edition of it. That's where mm -hmm. I'm coming from. Boy, I think it has okay. a chance. But Totally hear you. Also would yeah. not be surprised if it doesn't, you know, become the number one selling. It doesn't be Dread's first month sales, but I think it'll be close at the very least. It'll still do good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. imagine you know, no matter what, it'll probably still sell pretty decently, even if it's like not up to people's expectations. But I mean, sales, mm -hmm. like achieving big sales is like a, a, a big motivation for Nintendo and whether or not they want to bring something back, uh, whether something, you know, gets a new entry. And this clever little segue here goes to the Mario Kart series, because nice. our main topic for this episode is what's next for Mario Kart. Um, you can just shorthand, like, what do we want, Mario Kart 9? But, I mean, just to give you some background here, because we've we been talking sales, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe recently was crowned king of the Mario Kart series in sales. It's at just a shy under 39 million copies sold from wow. Nintendo's own internal data. Yeah. Uh, it has dethroned Mario Kart Wii. If you were in that era of that's Wii, amazing. that's yep. all you yep. heard about was <laughs> the juggernaut that was... A lot. Yep. <laughs> yep. It is that's now, incredible. And that's just the Switch version. If you combine the original version of Mario Kart 8, it's even uh, more. <laughs> it, it is actually one of the top 10 best selling games of all time. And consider that right. it 
Switch version has not really been a pack-in. There have been bundles, but it was not a dedicated pack-in like a Wii Sports was or Tetris games. I mean, the number one game of all time is Minecraft, followed by Grand Theft Auto V. Those are huge, way in a different league, but Mario Kart is definitely right behind them. And so with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still charting like every month in the NPD, uh, the question is like about the future of Mario Kart. I, I, I think this is the best place to start for both of you. My question is, when do you think we'll even see a new console Mario Kart? Not for a while. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Not for a while. It's going to be a hot minute. And I think also, I think we're going to start seeing, or at least hopefully, uh, at least I want to start seeing some extra stuff in Mario Kart that's borrowed from other games that are, that are similar in kart racers. The biggest one, obviously, being Crash Team Racing you know, and Diddy Kong Racing. The re things that I re really kind of point to is number one, a story mode, like an actual campaign. Because remember, we have the Grand Prix in every single Mario Kart, but we don't have like an actual like story mode in the same way that Crash Team Racing had, an adventure mode in some way where it's kind of a Grand Prix, but it has this other like random plot, silly goofiness that's built around it that doesn't impede on what the racing is and like all that stuff. It still just complements and accents everything. But the other thing too, I think that eventually uh, Mario Kart's gonna go into, or at least I would hope for, because we saw it with Super Smash Brothers with the actual uh, arena editor, the actual map editor. I want to see a racetrack editor for Mario Kart. Oh. I want to see us actually coming up with custom race tracks that we could actually build or customize. Maybe not too elaborate. I don't think it's going to get too crazy because Mario Kart's always about simplicity or at least, you know, that's heavy emphasis on simplicity. In the same way that you would get that match editor or that arena editor in Smash Brothers, have that transfer over to Mario Kart and let us kind of build our own tracks with like, you know, predetermined certain like, you know, obstacles and things like that i think that's where it goes next because that capitalizes not only on the fun factor of mario kart but also capitalizes on the online portion of mario kart you know interacting with other people you're making me think of would they ever just maybe just make mario kart maker <laughs> yeah that'd be dope and, like right. share I'd be courses and stuff that we ought to yeah. get there but uh uh, let me ask, Ash. Do you do you agree? It sounded like you kind of agreed about it's going to be a while before we see a next console mario kart. I, I think so. Only I mean I know it's obviously already been quite a while, and you know especially if you if you consider Mario Kart Eight Deluxe really just Mario Kart Eight with its DLC and just you know with you know up res a little bit. I mean it really has been since what 2014 when Mario Kart Eight came out, I or think, I can't yeah. exactly remember. Because I was the 13, Wii U, right? Yeah. That was Wii U, right? Mario Wii U, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 so, Mar Mar yeah. Mario Kart Eight came out in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. I mean I know it's been so many years, but at the same time. Where's the where's the push for Nintendo? Where's the you know where why do they need to release a new Mario Kart if if Mario Kart Eight Deluxe keeps doing gangbusters like it is? There's not a whole lot of reason I would think for Nintendo to rush a, a new not rush. It's of course again it's been yeah. eight years, but to to push a new one out the door because they're just going to kneecap sales for for the, the previous Mario Kart game or the current one that's still doing really well all these years later. It's actually kind of wild that it still is. So I don't really see what their motive, what their motivation is to release a new Mario Kart right now because they just don't need to. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still just doing so well for them. So I, I as much as I, I'm personally ready for a new one, I, I, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a great game, but you know, I was hoping that 8 Deluxe might get its own uh, DLC to kind of add on to the, the content from the, the, the original game and its DLC. It didn't. So for me, I'm kind of, I don't want to say tired of it. It's a great game, but I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for something new. But I just don't know if Nintendo sees a reason for right now to to release something new because what we have is already selling so well, or still selling so well for them. 
Yeah, I think you mentioned about the DLC, like why it never got additional, like it didn't get yeah. a significant DLC support. Um, that's the biggest question because of the, these games that like sell very well, these evergreen titles, like Grand Theft Auto, even Grand Theft Auto Five, Minecraft that we mentioned earlier. Those games are constantly supported. Like, GTA V has GTA Online. That's what's keeping GTA V going, I think, is, like, that GTA Online is this, this massive uh, moneymaker for, for Rockstar. Minecraft, massive uh, moneymaker for Microsoft. We even have it in Nintendo, too. Smash. Smash had and, its and, DLC. That's the right. best example. Exactly. And Splatoon. And yeah. That hasn't really happened with Mario Kart 8 or 8 Deluxe. And so I think from a consumer, like fan standpoint, let me put it that way, they're like... As you said, Ash, like it, you don't want to necessarily like like say it's getting stale, but it has been almost coming up on eight years since a brand new entry in, in a console entry like this. I think there's some demand for we'd want something new, and the, the, the throw a little bit of a wrench in the works is like they, they do have Mario Kart Tour. We do have a question about that down yeah. the line, but like yeah, they are supporting yeah, but that, that don't count. That's it's not like, like a console, but like Mario. it's remarkable. But Mario like people Kart Live, between your thing about Smash thing. Brothers, between Smash Brothers and Mario Kart Tour, I think there is some like expectations being set that Mario Kart's huge. You have a platform on mobile where you're supporting with these constant updates. Is the next Mario Kart going to be something like that? And that kind of leads to our first question here from Raul. Um, I think my number one ask is to have Smash Kart, meaning, you know, having Multiple. this ultimate Multiple. game. And, like, also having, yeah. like, non-Mario characters, even you know what that's that's like? Like non-Nintendo characters yep. in there. You know what that's like? That's like the Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. That's mm -hmm. exactly what that that's was. Exactly. Yeah, and, and Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed happens to be one of great. my favorite racing awesome. games ever. And awesome. I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than Mario Kart 8 back on Wii U, I have to, to be honest. And I, I've been saying that forever. I've said this in many different places at many different times. I want Nintendo Kart. I don't like the idea of it being branded as Smash Kart. Let Smash be Smash. I don't, you know, and I know that's just kind of what people use that as just a way to describe what they mean. Exactly. So I'm sure you don't actually mean that it should be called Super Smash Kart. But... I want Nintendo Kart. I mean, I go back. I, I still talk about the fact that uh, back when Rosalina was revealed for Smash 4, I really wanted her in Smash 4, and I was so hype. And then she got her reveal trailer, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. But for the longest time, I thought they were teasing Kirby in Mario Kart. Yep. I, I thought, thought I like, oh, that, too. Shit, I, Mario I, Kart's going to be Kirby. This exactly. is cool. That's why I was getting yeah. so excited, because I'm like, here we go. This is the beginning yeah. of... Because my shorthand is yeah. now is just calling it Mario Kart Ultimate, because of Smash Ultimate. Right. Like, but, it, again, it's all shorthand. Yeah, I was like, here we go. We're going to get our first non-Nintendo yeah. characters. It did eventually happen, but, you know, I thought it was that was like, the, the big moment. Yeah. I was almost you know, disappointed when it was Rosalina and Smash. Cause I'm like, oh man, I want her in Smash, but I really wanted something? Kirby in Mario Kart. Interesting point that you guys bring up. I wouldn't mind if they kept the branding just Mario Kart, but then still implemented other Nintendo franchises and characters like Kirby. I mean, again, we got Link in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, practically. I mean, there all these other yeah, different characters well, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like different yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it just kept the name, but still kind of branched off into those other areas. Yeah, I just I, think it would be so cool if we could get entire circuits based on different, you know, non-Mario Nintendo properties. Of course, Mario's got to be in there, and it should be a, a major focus. But you know, instead of just a Zelda track, let's get a Zelda like a Zelda Grand Prix, like four tracks, right. a Kirby mm. Grand Prix, a Star Fox, a Star Fox GT. Okay, this is um, perfect, Ash. Yeah, yeah. There's so much I want. The, yeah. the creativity. <laughs> uh, sorry, this is actually the second question from Garrett Holfish is about. 
creativity and track design is like what you know what can they do to make tracks visually interesting custom tracks and, yeah and, and you, mm -hmm. jake james wants custom tracks you're talking about like using other franchises other ips to to make that i think like f-zero people keep saying that like mario kart 8 kind of took you know delivered kind of on a concept of f-zero with like the 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 the, the, the they even put f-zero in the freaking thing so it's like yeah, why don't you yeah. just let them put f-zero in here and this would be a way it's like we're gonna have the f-zero circuit and you're gonna get mute city you're gonna get big blue you're gonna get silence and like all the kart racers will trans like they'll have a different version maybe where they're like they look more that'd like f-zero karts and that, that, yeah. that, that, that's like the dream right and then you said that even Star Fox, like yeah, the grand prix rumors never turns out to you be mean wing, i'm in yeah like you have a space <laughs> I mean, race yeah. with like racing through an asteroid fields like Hell yeah. Yes, Ash. I'm like so excited about these. Possibilities. I want Kirby so badly. I want a Dreamland. I, I like. I just or want a, a Kirby's Air Ride themed area. Yeah, I want Kirby on a Warp Star in a Mario Kart game in in Dreamland tracks. I that that to me is what the future of Mario Kart looks like. If it were up to me, I think you just expand it to all of Nintendo. I'm not saying you need to make it like Smash and get a bunch of third party characters in there. I think that would be cool. I mean, hell yeah, Sonic, Mega Man, let's go. But. <laughs> I don't think that's really as necessary for a, for a Mario Kart Keep game it all or Nintendo. a Nintendo Kart game as it is, you know, it's 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 different for Smash. But yeah. yeah, just just open it up to every or as many Nintendo franchises as possible. I think that's kind of where you go for me. And one thing I'd also like to see happen for for the next Mario Kart is and I know it works in a different context for Mario Kart Tour because they can make so much money off of them, but I want to see those. There's so many cool oh, costumes yes. in Mario Kart that. Tour. Yes. Yeah. I want customizable costumes for characters in the next Mario, like the That'd next cool. mainline Mario Kart game. So, so much. Uh, Ash and Jake James. So the third question, we're going like in the order of the question. This is perfect. Oh, that's so I, I feel funny. Like, so our next question, logo was like, <laughs> how much of anything should Nintendo take from Mario Kart Tour to use the next Mario Kart? And costumes would have been my thing too because yeah, that's seeing the yeah. cosmetic stuff, like that's just a, just a big big earner in terms of what about to, cosmetics like, on vehicles though like not just necessarily the type of vehicles change it but actual like changes into like specific vehicle types that add cosmetic stuff like you could have the same type of car but have them all have different like skews and like color schemes i love that, like that idea and i i in general i want I, I would like to see that as part of a more robust single player experience i don't you know I, I want more to unlock i want more to customize my characters and vehicles with i don't want just a random unlock every 100 coins and then i'm done after a few hours like give me a whole garage right that other arcade racers have where you just can customize your vehicles you can unlock parts maybe with coins you pick up i don't know but i want a more robust single so, player experience i don't know if that looks like a story mode and diddy kong racing like you said jake james mm -hmm. i don't know really what that looks like yet but i know that i want more to do i want more to unlock instead of just going through the grand prix now i'm gonna use some of my uh daniel bloodworth uh exposure right now for for that because i i know the obvious place to go to is diddy kong racing crash team racing for mm -hmm. uh, a story mode with like boss races and a little bit more uh, investment but i'm looking to something like the recently released Forza Horizon 5. Oh, okay, like with, the garage with, thing. Like, like garage, that. Need for Speed. So, like, that, that need for Speed stuff, is also... But also, like, in terms of structure, like, an open-world Mario Kart or, like, the different regions and stuff, like, there's so... Mm. Like, looking at games like Ooh. that, there's so many examples out there of games that are furthering the racing genre. But here's it, the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I, I'm totally down with you, and I agree, but it has to be made simpler. 
from Mario Kart. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. Mario like, Kart's, it, it, at, yeah. Mario Kart's yeah. greatest asset yes. is is the simplicity. And if you could do that, have the customization, yeah. have an open world S type of thing. Like if you get a whole island in Mario Kart where it's like, okay, these are the different places you go to for like different locations to the different races of the Grand Prix. Exactly. It's simple. That Jake James is exactly what I was thinking. It's like you're not literally gonna like there's the course is just there and you just go on, drive up onto a course. It'd be like you, yeah. you drive to a part like you beat like a boss you and see you toad hanging out. like the next area, <laughs> maybe it's like the F Zero world and like yeah. now now there's like just the one hub part you go to like where you access f-zero tracks it's not like 20 different tracks are like scattered across this like big open world or something like mm-hmm. that it, it, like the simplicity as you're saying i think they got to keep that as a key yeah but yeah like the garage stuff from forza it's like that, the, yeah. that this is the type of stuff that i think keeps players coming back um they could look to maybe like for if they want to make this as a platform i think that's the biggest question is will they take this opportunity to like this next mario kart is the last one we're just gonna keep updating it we're gonna keep making it or at least a long-term mario kart then do you have like seasons like in terms of like keeping players coming back like this season like like a battle pass essentially for for mario kart or you get rewards if you participate in those time frames and like that's maybe how you unlock the new cosmetics or that's you get to get a new racer they already did that with uh the, the Mario Tennis game, like you participate in the tournaments every month, you unlocked a new character. So there's definitely a lot of cool They kind of did that more. also with Smash too, because remember, Smash has the different events with the spirits. So they yes. could probably like model it a little bit after that, that again, applied to Mario Kart, but have it where I it's like newer idea. things happening like every week or every month, you know, something that could work with that system. I I love the idea. And I've, I've mentioned this before as well, that the, the idea of the next big Mario Kart game being more of a platform that's just continuously added to and new tracks, new characters. You know, I, I, I was perfectly fine with smash ultimates model of seasons of, of DLC. I would love to see the next Mario Kart game do the same thing. You know, I, I know there are some people out there who are just, you know, anti DLC on principle. I'm not one of those people. I think DLC like anything else can be aggressive. It can be badly priced. It can, it can be a little, you know, squicky, but I don't think Smashing is, is an example of that for me personally. And so I think DLC, when priced and planned out properly and you get you know, the value for what you're paying for, I think it can be exciting. It keeps, it keeps life in a game. It keeps you coming back to it. It sure has for me for Smash. Now, to be fair, I'm like a hardcore Smash fan anyway, so I still would have kept coming back. But that's for me. I don't mind shelling out a little bit more money for you know a new season of content every year i i think that sounds exciting and i'd be i'd be playing mario kart 8 deluxe a lot more right now if it had gotten its own dlc separate from the dlc that mario kart 8 got you know deluxe came out with eight dlc already in the game if they had done you know more dlc packs for deluxe itself i'd be playing it more straight up yeah and that's what i want to see the next mario kart do whether that's mario kart 9 or nintendo kart or whatever they call it or do with it but i do hope they lean heavily on the the platform model of keeping the game alive months after release post-release content keep people coming back i think there's so mario kart has such a robust rich history of fan favorite tracks from every game in the series there's so much you could do by just remastering old tracks and and just continuously so releasing old that. tracks yeah, i love seeing that yeah. stuff like the old tracks yeah back back this all makes so much sense this, this is where i get scared when this sound all sounds great and makes so much sense that seems to be like nintendo doesn't do that because it makes too much sense <laughs> because yeah, i was gonna exactly. also add on like nintendo switch online expansion pack 
Like this could be something that is like <laughs> right. an advantage you could take it like, exactly. Another perk people with like yeah, another perk for this. Like you get some kind of extra content through doing this. But you know, this I mean, actually, I think Nintendo will actually do something like that whenever <laughs> if it's around. Yeah. Um, I do think they're going to try to add more value to the expansion pack I by I really adding hope. more games DLC down the line because. That, 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 you know, this is kind of a, a tangent, but, like, yeah. right now, there's such a problem with perceived value if you're not an Animal Crossing fan. Exactly. Like me. I'm not an Animal Crossing guy, so for me, I'm, like, I'm getting N64 and Genesis, and that's cool, but why am I paying this much more for Animal Crossing DLC I'm literally never going to use? Exactly. So I do hope they add more games DLC to, you know, as part of that pass down the line to kind of expand that perceived value. Let me ask you both this. This comes from our patron, Wavy Chula. Um, what would you suggest Nintendo do for a more skill-based mode? I tend to stay away from Mario Kart because of how random it can be, in my opinion. Love and respect. Mm. So uh, That's a great question. And do you think Nintendo and, would um, even really do something like this? They uh, could, but they don't need to. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Like They could do it yeah. in the form of like a challenge mode, because I know other racers and even other games have done stuff that's similar to that, you know, with varying different degrees of like, you know, results. But with Mario Kart, I feel like, okay, like here's like a certain type of race. You can only do like a certain item, or you could do certain things, or try to find uh, the shortcut. Like, again, it would be simple, because again, Mario Kart is all about simplicity with a lot of things, but you could still implement that as long as it makes sense with it. But as far as like getting really crazy with skills, I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't think they would go too far with it. I mean, I think they already they already showed that they're not going to do that in the transition from Mario Kart DS to Mario Kart 7 and Mario mm, Kart Wii true. and such, where you know, I, I, I loved... Mario Kart DS is still probably my favorite game in the series because of snaking, and I get why they got rid of it, <laughs> but I was really good at it and it, it, I was really good at snaking, and it, it just made me a terror online in that game. And, you know, it, it made the skill ceiling really high in Mario Kart DS, much higher than I think subsequent Mario Kart games have been. But I also get why they did that. Mario Kart is like their, you know, it's like their evergreen, you know, bring everybody in. It's a great party game. Great it's a come and chill game. It's great for little kids. It's a chill game. I get why they did that. But I would love if they brought back like an optional, you know, snaking where they just, you know, change the power sliding mechanics from time based to how fast can you do left and right on the control stick, you know, so, and bring that back. But they won't, but I think it would be cool if they did, and that would be one way that I, I would like to see them inject some optional skill-based tech into the game. That's but it, separately from optional, that... optional, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think, it, I, I think it would need to be optional for sure. But I also, what I'd like to see, and I mentioned this before when playing Mario Kart 8 online, and uh, especially like couch co-op and stuff where you can, to a degree, you can change the item settings and you can change, you know, what items appear and such, but not enough. I think they need to go in and really, go, you know, go, go a little bit Smash-like with it. Go in and really let you customize yeah. your experience in a more granular way. Definitely Turn items agree. off one by one. I want mushrooms on, but I want triple mushrooms off. I want bananas on, but I want triple red shells off. I feel like that could work because, again, I think it's just more options. Way to do it. Yeah. It's just more options. Exactly. And I, so I think that's the way that maybe you go about, uh, you know, and, and have tournaments, you know, like Smash does, have tournaments with different settings that, you, that really go down to that granular, you know, setting where not it's not just all items or crazy items or whatever they call it, whatever they, they, they have like general item settings where only certain ones will appear, but you can't turn them off one by one. Yeah. They, they need to go a little bit more granular with that. Yeah, and I, I'd really, really like to see them do that. And this, and speaking of granular options, this is a bit of an aside, but Nintendo, please 
Mario Kart 8 has such a fantastic soundtrack. I only wish I could hear it. Please let do do volume sliders, <laughs> yep. music all the way up, sound effects. Give us a sound a a sound select option, or yeah, just like a certain thing like so a Smash House. It's so hard to hear the music <laughs> over the all the engines, and I want to hear the music. It's so good. So please do that for the next <laughs> the one. Poor audio designer made those engines sound so good. You want you to hear the work? <laughs> no, I, I, I completely understand. I, I get, yeah. Like, Nintendo seems to they've gotten better at it, I think in in recent years but they seem to be historically one of the they don't do that, that a lot great usually. sound options it just, it's so random yeah. when they do Smash has the best one that you just listen oh, to everything like that it's yeah hands down <laughs> it would be yeah a pleasure to have that option in <laughs> Mario Kart or if they just did it exactly like Smash a lot of this stuff uh, a thing from Mario Kart DS I would like to see them come back is the the, the, the basically the challenges like uh, the the coin one mission mode mission mode mission 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 sorry I was trying mission to remember mode. the name bring back bring, mission like, mode that's the one thing I've wanted in, like yeah. for years now just to come back and that could be your skill based thing right there it's completely right. optional, and it's just like, hey, this is meant for people looking for a, a, a greater challenge. And and you were saying, JJ, some of the restrictions, that would be like in that mode where yeah, you need to right. complete this course or you have one lap to take out this guy who's way ahead of you, with a, and you need to do it with like a, a green shell only, no no, hmm. no blue or red And have leaderboards. Like yeah. Have yeah. leaderboards with it, Or you got to bank a shot. you got to like, take someone out with a bank shot within one lap or something like that. Like crazy stuff like that would be so fun. Hmm. And then, yeah, having leaderboards for who did the best in mission mode. I think that would be a really good Nintendo-centric style of uh, a skill-based mode. Hmm. Mission mode rocked. I love mission mode in in Mario Kart. And with the boss fights and everything, too, Mm -hmm. like... Mm. Yep. Bring that it's, back it's, and expand it, right? Ex- make it a whole go. make it a whole like career grid, like you know, like you would see in maybe a Ridge Racer or Forts or something where it's a whole or, or make a it smash like the event smashes. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Make it a whole grid of themed event event matches where you just have different rules and settings and mechanics. God, I would love that. Just a super robust mission Heck mode. Yeah. That would be one thing I would want so more than anything. I'm yeah. so, so down for this. Um this next question, uh Changes things up a little bit because we made some assumptions here about what the next Mario Kart would be. About level Capybara asked, to my knowledge, the last time a Mario Kart game featured 16-bit 2D objects and graphics was Mario Kart Super Circuit. Clearly, true 3D Mario Kart is here to stay, but do you think Nintendo would ever consider making a retro throwback Mario Kart in the same Mode 7 style as the original SNES game? Um, not as the next big innovative entry, but maybe as some sort of kind of novelty anniversary release. No, I would say I no. But I will. But I will say that they could do that would make more sense. Offer costumes that give that aesthetic, or like there little aesthetic choices, yeah. so visual yeah. tweaks. If you have a customizable track option mode, do something like that, and there you go. That's how you. I think that. even Mario Kart Tour did have costumes, didn't it? They, they had retro costumes really? at some yeah, point. I yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe. no, you're right. It did. Yeah, it did. I remember this. Okay, I think yeah. they did. So do that. I, I agree. I don't see them doing a whole like anniversary style game like in that game style. Though, I yeah. would love if they did. But I do have something. They I just don't do. see it happening. I do have something. Yeah. They do. The costumes make perfect sense because, as you said, they already do in Mario Kart Tour. Um, just mm-hmm. take something from Mario Odyssey. Have a course where maybe part of the track turns into a 2D segment with 16. There you go. <laughs> like that would be sick. Like you go through like a warp pipe, and all of a sudden it's like a retro style course for that a little while. That would be while. cool. If you could go between uh, the or two, like that'd the be final Rainbow cool. Roads. Yeah, like they could just a gimmick like that. That's so, would be it's very so Nintendo like. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Sheldon. Um, we sort of speculate a little bit about this but I I think they want a little bit something more specific with its anti-gravity sections Mario Kart 8 has already made F-Zero redundant 
I don't know if I agree with that, but <laughs> redundant. Strong, strong word <laughs> statement strong right word. there. But, strong okay. word statement. How Choosing will, violence with those words. All right. How will Mario Kart 9 build on the underwater sections to make another wave race equally superfluous? Ooh, that's even more. That's more beef. <laughs> what? I just, huh? beef I just today, love boy. this question. It's like this how, quest, how you don't even go underwater are. in wave race other than like, you know, momentarily. Well, they said I, water. This, and this it was question's a, hurting under, me. Under was in parentheses. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they meant water section, so, but also first, potentially underwater. <laughs> first of all, I'm, I just got to say it. No Mario Kart could ever make Wave Race redundant. Release a new Wave Race, Nintendo, please release a new Wave Race. And also, Mario Kart's never going to make F-Zero redundant either. I think, in, in fact, it's the opposite. When they added F-Zero tracks to Mario Kart 8, people were like, oh, this is so cool. But it just reminded people that they really wanted actual F Zero, yeah, and you know even more, and not more than Mario Kart, but more than F Zero in Mario Kart. And mm. I, I don't know if if doubling down on the underwater stuff is the way to go. But it, it felt so unneeded and superfluous in Mario Kart Seven already. Yeah, and then yeah. eight, it just doesn't add that much. It, if they could do something where it actually changed up the gameplay in, in a brilliant way, like Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform did, where you had the three different vehicle modes and you and flying felt meaningfully different from, from the hovercraft, which felt meaningfully different from the regular racing. If you can exactly. do that, then I think it's worth it. But as it stands, driving underwater in Mario Kart just kind of feels like driving yeah. above water. Uh, you know, yeah, it just mixed. doesn't feel that different. And flying is like the hang glider thing. It's fine, but it's not that interesting it's not like what diddy kong racing did with the planes you know yeah, right. again it, it wasn't or like yep. what you said with sonic and Sega all-star race it's not significantly different if they want to do that at least give us something that makes it noteworthy otherwise don't yeah. do it at all yeah i agree but, but i would like to see them retain the anti-gravity stuff that to me felt like the most that to me in mario kart 8 felt way more meaningfully different uh, than the underwater and hang gliding session. Like, don't go overboard with it, in other words. Like, just yeah, just make like, it, like, simple, make it make sense, but don't go overboard. Yeah, like, keep it, though, because I think the anti-gravity stuff does add something, and I think there's... I don't think it needs to be a one-game thing. I think there's... I like the mechanics when you're in the anti-gravity sections where hitting certain nodes or, or running into other players gives you a small boost. Could it be rebalanced a bit? Sure. But I don't think that needs to be a one-game gimmick. Bring that back, but... but Beyond that, I think that if they're going to bring back the underwater stuff and the, and the and the hang gliding sections, they have to make it more mechanically meaningfully different from the regular racing for me personally. Yeah, underwater is such a challenge. That's why I think um, just doing something like like bumper like uh, Diddy Kong Racing, like the the, the bumper boats or whatever the hover. they were uh, hovercraft. Sorry, like that just like mechanically yeah. they just felt different. They they drifted a little bit more, a little bit like like looser they to slided. handle. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, just something that feels different enough. Also, like different options to go through the course. I think this also bleeds into one of the questions I have later from Nick, uh, from our patron Nick here, um, asking about that they wanted to ask about. Nintendo likes to go back to older courses and remaster them. We even talked about how great that is. But would would like deluxes eight eight slash eight deluxes courses be off limits from nine in terms of like remaking slash giving them like alternate styles like Sonic like Sonic does as well like the the, the evolving courses where they can transform mm. and stuff like that. They give an example like what if well, while Luigi's pinballs theming stays the same, but the actual way the track is designed is new and different. Um, yeah, I don't see why it not. could also Honestly. potentially like they think this might you know give an opportunity for a new gameplay mechanic in Mario Kart Nine, but 
yeah, like stuff like that, as, as you're saying, as long as they make it feel different based on what type of vehicle you pick. I would love to see that alternate courses mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. your, your vehicle. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Like, again, I don't see why not. Like, they, there's no reason why it, could, it could, has to be off limits. I feel like if they could pull little things in here that were actually good or can make sense for whatever that new game can be, then yeah, why not? Well, that's also a great way to to increase the amount of content, track content in the game without having to create entirely new assets. I, mm. To me, I like thinking about this. I like the idea of them being like echo tracks, right? Where you have yeah. Waluigi <laughs> Pinball and you have the regular version or you have the remix version, which is the same aesthetic and same music and same assets, but in a different track layout, a different track design. And so you could have regular and remix or whatever, regular and echo. I don't know. I'm using echo fighters as the yeah, basis yeah, no, for it this. But, it makes sense. But I think that would be really cool to have and not just reverse mode. You already have mirror mode, but that's not quite the same. Yeah, that's... You'll have mirror mode anyway, but I mm-hmm. think it would be cool if you could have multiple versions or even just two versions. Like Omega Tracks or something. Call like Omega, Omega Tracks. Make, yeah, them, make them different. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that idea. I have a quick question for both of you because I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I could probably just look it up, but has any Mario Kart had team racing modes? Yes, uh, the double dash or double, double dash, dash had the yeah. tag team, yeah. Oh, okay, like, but it like didn't a have, re- like a relay. Didn't have the, re- I know what you're thinking. Okay, it didn't have the tag team. Thing. Yeah. Oh, it didn't have the style. Sonic and tag team racing type of thing. Like it didn't have that as far as I know. Right. But like as far as like actually being a tag team like together on the match on the same like vehicle, that was double dash. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, double dash. I knew about that. Just like like. Four of us are on a team together. We each have our own unique carts and stuff, and like we're competing against another team. Like yeah, squads, we, we didn't get the, that like yet. this Mario Kart ever mm-hmm. had squads, basically, nope. essentially. And if not, would because I didn't know that if would Tor, be cool. Tor had I'd be down. It. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah, I didn't know if Tor had yeah. it. That was really the question. And would you be interested in something like a, a squad, like a, having a squad, like you know, where you race as yeah. a team against other people? Absolutely, that'd be dope. And yeah, like, you, absolutely. You, you, like you could counterpick like. I this person can't use this character because I know they're really good at that, and then like mm. like course picking would be a big thing because like who yeah. who's who the yeah. people are gonna match up on this course for this leg of the race. So uh, I think they could, like maybe like it's a, like a multi lap thing, but each lap is a different course, and you get to based on the team's picks. So it's like five laps. Imagine if like each lap was a different course. It changed. And it seamlessly <laughs> it changed. Oh my gosh, yes. That'd be wild. You're, you're, you, might, you might need that. Uh, that <laughs> something like that might need to be on a PS5 yeah. though. With, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, when this is work. coming out, there'll be a Switch too, right? We're going to have yeah, that 4K Switch. So. <laughs> because oh, I'm yeah. thinking about like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart yep. where of course that's the, right. yep. the exactly. boss fighter dynamic and all these different arenas. I'm not sure if that's possible on Switch right now, but, but I would It's a cool idea though. <laughs> or or what if what if you had uh, uh, races like competitive races where the available items changed each lap? Where you know mm. one lap you've got that mushrooms and bananas, and then another lap you only have green shells, and then for the final lap you only have banana peels. I don't know, but I, I feel like there's so yeah. much we- so much they could do to make the gameplay more dynamic moment to moment. Heck yeah. in, in a new Mario Kart. Do you think? But I do think in okay. general. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna. Do you think they, they would ever add something like trick system? You know how some racing games don't like, they already have that though? We're, they kind we're, of already have one though. Yeah, like a more elaborate one, like a like SSX, more one. like you build up a meter and stuff. Like you, you do, uh, like because like there's coins. Or, the current system is like more coins you get, the faster you go. Like that's kind of been like the bread and butter. So you want to get more coins, but you get like a short boost after doing like a flip. But like actually like rewarding you for be, pl- riskier play. Do you think they would ever do something like that? Mm, I don't know. Probably honestly, not, because I feel like that not. goes against the ethos of, Mar- of uh, yeah. Mario Kart simplicity. Yeah, right? yeah, it was just it's a like, quick as you've been saying, Jake James, it's yeah. like they really like to keep it as simple as possible because that's their all ages, all you know, 
evergreen approach game where everybody can play and have a good time. So exactly. I feel like they're probably going to stay away from making it too mechanically sure. complex. Makes sense. Uh, what were you going to say? But, uh, I was just going to say that in general, though, I think I think it's time, not for an overhaul. I don't want to be like that person who's like, they need to change everything. They don't. Mario Kart is amazing, and it works because they stuck with the core of what's worked so well for the series. But I am getting a little bit tired of the whole Grand Prix, you know, you go through, you get all your gold cups and your gold trophies and unlock random cart parts and that's it. I think I think the next Mario Kart does need to be a bit of an overhaul where they really need to inject some fresh blood and some fresh life. That's why I say adventure mode. They say adventure yeah, mode adventure or campaign. Mode. Yeah. That's the yeah. best thing. Look at Crash Team Racing. That's the best example because they did it right. I mean, a lot of people would go yeah. obviously go to Diddy Kong Racing, but I feel that Crash Team Racing did it a little bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I would mm-hmm. probably agree with that too. Let me ask you this real quick. I have one more Mario Kart, future Mario Kart question about Mario Kart 9, whatever it's going to call But this one's about um, other opportunities for Mario Kart. It comes from our patron Connell. Uh, with Mario Kart Tour and Live Home Circuit, Nintendo have explored non-traditional Mario Kart to relative success. Do you see any opportunities for expansion beyond the regular series? Battle Royale. That's the next big step mm. for just about any series because, I mean, a lot of different types of games have adapted a Battle Royale-like philosophy mm-hmm. in some way. I mean, look at Tetris, look at Pac-Man, look at Mario 99. So like, there's a lot the of Switch Mario Switch Online 35. added bonus thing, like a Mario Kart Battle maybe. Royale thing? Or, okay. Like, I think it could work. I think that something like that could work where you get, like, maybe, like, a larger amount of, like, racers at the same time or at least, you know, maybe not, yeah. like, you know, 64 or something like that, but at least, you know, adopting some of those philosophies into something like Mario Kart sure. seems like it would be in the next logical step right now. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I think, you know, people already like Battle Mode, but I think the way Battle Mode was incorporated into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe didn't quite it's fine but it's not what people remember and love Mm -hmm. about old school battle mode but imagine if they did like a battle royale Royale style just overhaul of battle mode where you've got Mm -hmm. 64 people in a giant open racetrack and you're just you know shooting shells and dodging banana peels like Mario Kart survival battle arena that could be so fun like holy crap man yeah not only that you were talking about like maybe we were talking a little bit about power-ups. This could be an avenue for them to have unique, mo- like power-ups unique to this mode yeah. to make it a little bit, yeah. you know, more playable because in a wide open area, whoever gets the red shell first, blue shell, whatever, I'm getting confirmed kills. It's like, what if they reworked it to think of better power-ups to like, I mean, they do have power-ups that can counter up, but like, maybe rethinking like the item system altogether for a mode like that or even just for Mario Kart in general mm-hmm. I know they're fun but maybe it's time to evolve some of the items the, the item system as well because when you play online it tends to be you know a little chaotic because Wild. of some of the items <laughs> yeah it, th- this could be a means to maybe adjust and address that I'd also Agreed. like to see them, and not necessarily just for like a Battle Royale t- t- type thing but just in general across all modes I'd like to see them uh, kind of return to the era where characters were a little bit more diversified in, in who they actually are. Like in, in modern Mario Kart games, including Age Deluxe, it doesn't really matter who you play as. Your weight class matters. But, uh, you know... Oh, you want pe- attributes. People, yeah, care, like, oh, I want, like, or, or just maybe one unique item per character. Oh, right? that's, just yeah, something yeah, like Super Mario Where they have Kart. like a unique yeah, power-up. Yeah, true. yeah, true. Something true. like that, because I just feel like having characters in the same weight class essentially just be the same and just palette swap or like, you know, model swaps, I just don't think that's as fun. If I'm playing as Yoshi, I want to be able to do something that only Yoshi can do. 
if I'm playing yeah, as Rosalina, true. I want to be able to do something only she can do. Good like point, I want yeah. the actual characters to matter again. Could it be like a, a like a like not like an a, a Smash like the ultimate? So they like obviously not yeah. one one, but like, well, like, kinda, a, like yeah. a, a special move that each one gets. You know, you build up. Technically, don't they already have that in one of the games? Already, like, was there something similar to that? They, idea did, in or Super, no? they did a Super Mario Kart. Oh, Super Mario Kart. Um, okay. I don't know if they have. Maybe in '64, I can't quite remember. Oh, in Double Dash, they did. In, in Double, Double Dash, Dash yeah. They, I was like yeah. saying because so, like they had like bigger like things where it was like okay, yeah. like you get like some like super special ability at least along those lines. Yeah, and we've seen that even just happen recently in uh, in Mario Golf Super Rush in the Speed Golf that's mode right. where they all have their own unique. Yeah, special that's what I was getting move. at because that's the Do most that recently for Mario saw. Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe they would go like a perks route for characters where like they get like uh, a special like uh, attribute that's unique? I think to them? I think that's when you start getting too complex. So yeah, at that point, I, like I, other yeah, other than I like we, the idea of it. Yeah, I'm testing we, the waters here where you think it's yeah. too complex or not. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like that is a little bit pushed because again, that, great ideas sounds like it'd be awesome in practice and stuff. But again, I feel like Mario Kart sometimes restricts itself because of its simplicity. That's so successful yeah. for it as a series because again, when you when you talk about attributes, again, weight. Uh, the special unique moves or special like supers like that those are already attributes of them of themselves beyond anything mm-hmm. else yeah and i think i mean like you know in a series like splatoon they've been more willing to experiment with that kind of system where there are very very you gotta gotta get really if you're playing competitive splatoon you're getting down into the weeds about your mm-hmm. very specific perks on the, the various equipment you have yep. and i just don't think they're going to necessarily want to take that same really intense approach Makes sense. with mario kart for sure yeah um, I'm kind of surprised no one is because uh, we, we have an example of it. Um, the Mario Kart ride for other exploring other avenues here. Mm. Um, oh well, fuck about like the arcade games also like you know just yeah like, like stuff like that. Do <sighs> you think the? Hmm. I, 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 I don't know. Does the Mark you, you I feel like you would maybe know this Ash because I don't know off the top of my head. Does the Mario Kart ride in Japan have any connectivity to any of the current Mario Kart games or no? I, th- I, I think no. Like, it's. It's just a general asset. Re- so you mean the Mario Kart VR? Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the ride, AR right? or whatever mm. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I did that. I, I got to try it out, and it was basically just a. It was generally kind of aesthetically based on Mario Kart Eight, but okay. only like in a general sense. It was kind of like you could tell that there were there were some asset flips, and mm. you know, general. It was just a generally Mario Kart Eight esque style experience, but with its own tracks. They weren't reused tracks. It had unique tracks, but it was just the overall aesthetic is very similar to Eight. And it's just kind of its own experience thing. VR <laughs> thing, but it's not at all like a gotcha. completely different. I, I was wondering if they were going to try and build any build out any possible connectivity, like incentivize people to keep coming back to go to the park. Basically, like, hey, you have a Mario Kart right. tour player, come back here, you unlock certain stuff, like you track your bike. Because I'm thinking of a certain way that it was with F Zero Arcade. Uh, I was the, gonna say the, that. the license so you got. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah exactly. I like, love you, it kept that. your progress and stuff. It was a cool yeah. physical way to do it. Like, you had a physical license card that like kept updating every time you put it in the machine. Um, so, something like now with digital era with mobile phones, you just do it on your phone with a profile hmm. or something like that. I could see. I, I, I basically, what I don't want is Niantic to make a Mario Kart go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so God. Like, that, I don't want that ever. I don't <laughs> either. Stay away that would be that. weird. I think the sad truth there, though, is that there's not a whole lot of reason for them to do that or even consider it outside of Japan because arcades are so dead now. That's true. I mean, there are there are barcades, which are usually retro themed. And, you know, like you have you have your drinks and you can go play retro arcade games. But, you know, the the pure arcade scene is so, so dying here. If that's the the case, then 
if that's the case, then then isn't technically like what Niantic does technically the only kind of possible route or at least option right now for them to really kind of do something outside of the box? Because if you think about it, Mario Kart yeah. Tour technically is in that kind of that direction without actually being like what Pokemon Go would actually. Yeah, do. that's pretty. You're, you're, you pretty much have it there, Jake James. Well. They did also kind of uh, sort of explore this new avenue of what what could feasibly be done with Mario Kart, with Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's yeah. what people necessarily want from the future of the series. It was a cool mm-hmm. novelty. But yeah. they, they obviously, they have been already kind of investigating, you know, and trying out stuff in the AR space. So in, in a way, Mario Kart Go, it's not a mobile game, but it almost kind of does exist as an AR experiment, just the one that you play on your Switch, True. as opposed yeah. to your mobile phone don't worry it'll be like when the metaverse takes over the market metaverse there we go. <laughs> oh god, no, oh, god. We, we oh, do oh no way, watch these allies <laughs> watch these allies pod- podcasts you want to hear us our thoughts on metaverse and some other things oh. uh but uh <laughs> let, let, me, let me bring this back to um, the future of market right here because this is a f- I, I forget if i actually asked this at the beginning but if i if i because I had it in my notes, but I don't think I asked this yet. But a patron also asked this question, if I did, from Platinum uh, Declan. Bit of a weird one, but it's been bugging me. Do people think the next Mario Kart will actually be called Mario Kart 9 and not Mario Kart 10? From Nintendo's perspective, surely Tour is the ninth mainline title, whether we like it or not. It's a sales juggernaut and has a ton of new content. Though I have my doubts they'd call Home Circuit a mainline title. So... Here, here's a question. What do you that, think that, it's gonna be called? That, we'll dictate not, this. Yeah, go ahead. Here, here's the question. Okay, so Mario Kart Wii or Mario Kart DS, like that. Okay, were those numbered like counted as numbered games? Yes, back then they were. Okay, yeah. so then I would say that then yes, they would be called Mario Kart 10. Then if we're going by that same track or that same level of thinking, because this Mario Kart Tour thing like that is still considered a mainline quote unquote mainline entry of this Mario Kart series, even though it wasn't on like a a, a DS or a Game Boy or whatever else. It was on a mobile phone. So I, at least going by that logic, unless they, they just count that as like its own separate thing and then just go straight Mario Kart 9. So, yeah, the, I mean, the, 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 hard, the, yeah. The, the only seven and eight used numbers. The previous six right. mainline ones, like what were Mario Kart Wii, DS, Double Dash, Super Circuit 64, Mario Kart. But I mean, like Home Circuit, as you re- we already point out, is like a, like a fun experiment that like that none in no world. But Mario Kart Tour does raise an interesting question. But I mean, we also I mean Mario Ar- Mario Kart Arcade GP had four entries, but it's called yeah. Arcade GP. I don't think they would count those as numbered. But like the, putting a number behind it, like Mario Kart Nine, the higher you get, sometimes it, it, it gives off the impression of importance. This has been around for a long True. while. But yes. uh, and mm-hmm. I think that would be more likely case with this in a racing game where the stakes aren't as high. Is a, a story-driven game where if this was like The Last of Us Nine or something, like Part Nine, it'd be like, oh my gosh, there's so much I have to catch <laughs> up lot. with. But there's also something to be said yeah. about branding and marketing. Um, That's right. Coming up with like a, a title, a subtitle or suffix, it's like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So yeah, mm-hmm. what do you think is more likely to happen? It being called Mario Kart Number or maybe Mario Kart Subtitle, since they have done both in the past. I kind of feel like maybe. I I think it would be weird if if they just skip straight to Mario Kart 10 because I don't know that the general perception is that regardless of how Nintendo sees it, but I don't think the general perception is that Mario Kart Tour is Mario Kart 9. I think people kind of at least hardcore fans tend to see Mario Kart Mm. Tour as its own kind of thing because it plays differently from the mainline games. It represents kind of a different direction for the series. 
separate from the mainline games. So I don't, I feel like there would be some unneeded confusion if they just went straight to Mario Kart 10. Mm -hmm. That said, it is a little bit weird, the history here, because Mario Kart historically has not relied on on, on numbering, on numbered sequels. And it was only, as you said, Damiani, seven and eight that that kind of adopted that, that idea. And I kind of feel like if they're, if they're doing with the next Mario Kart what I hope they're doing and they're really kind of going to overhaul it a bit and make it more of like a platform and maybe hopefully get other Nintendo franchise, franchises in there, I feel like it makes more sense for them to have like a word or a subtitle like Mario Kart World or Mario Kart Infinite or Mario Kart... If, if they if they wanted to avoid maybe some confusion, instead of doing Mario Kart 10, maybe they do Mario Kart X. I don't know, but I just feel That's like... That's what I was thinking, yeah. If, yeah. If they're overhauling it like to some degree, like I hope they are, I think Mario Kart World or Infinity or something would make more sense than Mario Kart 9. Because Mario Kart 9 seems to me like they're just going to iterate the same way 8 did from 7. 8 wasn't that much of an overhaul from 7. It added anti-gravity, and it was beautiful and high yeah. definition, but hmm. it didn't really change things that much. So I think... The answer to this question depends on how much they're actually changing things. Are they just iterating again? Then probably Mario Kart 9. If But if they're doing more, then I, I could see it being called something new, like Mario Kart World or something. Honestly, I, I go more with what Mike brought up with the branding thing. I think that Mario Kart 9, whatever that game is, I think goes with the suffix title, goes with the actual, like, you know, whatever subtitle with it. But Mario Kart 10, because of it being the 10th, like, quote-unquote 10th mainline game, calling it Mario Kart X makes sense to me. That feels like mm-hmm. it has a little bit more oomph and a little bit much more of a presentation of importance for people, especially if you've been with the series for so long. I feel like that's, right. like, the better, better, like, perception or the better, like, aesthetic thing. Right. My crazy thing is if they're going to make it more of a platform, you know there is no game technically called just Mario Kart. The first one was Super yeah. Mario Kart. There is yeah, no right. Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah. So like yeah. I would just call it Mario Kart because you don't if like kind of <laughs> yeah. like simple as you're saying Jake James, like simple, it's like that's all mm-hmm. you need to know. This is the game. When everyone asks the store, I want Mario Kart, you know what they mean? Like, oh, there's exactly. this is it. It's the big thing. That's I think only yeah. if they're going in that like we're going to make this like a game we're going to support for many years. If they're literally just going to do another one-off, I think maybe a Mario Kart 9 will work with uh, for that one. But if they want to do something more celebratory or bigger, like I do think like some kind of like tight subtitle suffix will definitely be needed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about the future of Mario Kart that we didn't cover yet? That uh, we didn't get to in our patron questions? Really? Mm. I don't even I know mean, if there's the much to say. On so much. <laughs> yeah, I right? like, really so, we talked about so much with Mario Kart. It's like, y'all yeah. are Mario Karted out. Gosh. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was I was just gonna just underline the fact that 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 one question just made me. I was like, no, Mario Kart will never make wave race uh, or, or F Zero redundant. And <laughs> I was offended by that question. That hurt me. That my my wave race. Oh, it hurt my little my little wave race heart here, man. I, it hurts. I yeah I. I hope, though, that uh, we, we do see, I guess on that note, I do hope that we see Nintendo branch out a bit and not just rely, over-rely on Mario Kart. I do want to see them continue F-Zero and Wave Race separately, and I hope that it, you know, we aren't just looking at a Mario Kart future where Nintendo racers are concerned. Great. Yeah. That was actually, we talked about, uh, uh, Matt Simmons and I talked about on the last episode, Frenko, about maybe what, what Nintendo could do to increase the value proposition of, Nintendo, of the expansion pack. Um, mm-hmm. Adding like because they already have like Tetris ninety nine, you have Pac Man ninety nine, stuff like that. That are just if you're a subscriber, you get the access to those games. Making F Zero Kart for expansion pack, 
or not F-Zero car, F-Zero game for the expansion pack where it is mm. just like straight up, it's just online racing against other people or online death, like battle royale deathmatch type thing. Oh, uh-huh. But I, I, like, because I think the problem That'd with cool. it, yeah, not to get too much into it, I think they just need to, Nintendo needs to be okay making a not full price Wave Racer F Zero. I would pay that, but if they if they're yeah. if, if that would justify the existence of another one by like putting less of a budget into it, you know, so be it. But also we know the obvious answer: just give F Zero to Sega again, please, and just let them make. Another <laughs> yeah, right. Like, come on, yes. Nintendo. Like, let them roll just, with it. Just just make it. The happen. best thing they could do in the short term for me to add to add value to the expansion pack is. Just bring back Mario 35 and, and, and make it a more robust, you know, oh, add more to the game. I think, miss, yeah. like, only Nintendo would take away something so, so cool and then just be like, oh, sorry, you can only play it for a limited amount of time. And Yeah, I done. never understood that. That was so Mario weird, 35 honestly. was so fun. Bring it, it back so as an fun. expansion pack, you know, bonus and, and flesh it out a bit, add more to it. That was such a cool thing. But, of course, uh, Nintendo would take it away. Yeah, anyway, that's a tangent, thing. but. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's uh that's gonna do it for this episode um thank you to all of our patrons who submitted all these great questions uh about the future of mario kart uh, if you'd like to submit a question for consideration for an episode of friend code you need to be part of our five dollar and up tier um also as a five dollar and up patron you get early access to some of our podcasts and shows a little bit early um we also have some shout outs these are our biggest patrons on our patreon for the month of november 2021 um special shout outs to el thanis greg the dark knight kettering caleb togi crawford and nick shout out thank you so much um and yeah pleasure having you both on to talk about a little thank bit of you some star wars some metroid some some <laughs> mario kart and the, the reason mario kart I, I wanted it wasn't just so random i did see some comments asking us to please stop talking about smash all the time and someone said you should speculate <laughs> about mario kart i'm like i mean yeah, i'd love to but we do have the game awards in a few weeks and you know oh, yeah, i don't expect it to be there but like you never know right. like they, they've had some crazy surprises yeah there's been surprises never know and like Mario Kart 9 was like an offshoot rumor. Who knows how credible it was, but not at the Game Awards, but that's in development. But it'd be insane if Nintendo wasn't developing another Mario Kart. But anyway, mm. um, uh, for those of you uh, who are listening or watching who want to check out more of Jake James and Ash's work, uh, where can they uh, follow you guys and check out some of that stuff? Uh, yeah, so you guys, again, uh, again, appreciate you having me on here. Uh, you guys can find me on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gamerswithgains channel. I upload new videos, highly edited, highly produced reviews every single week on top of a bunch of other types of videos that I do. Podcasts, you know, Let's Plays, unboxings, a ridiculous amount of stuff. Most recently, I just did my Metroid Dread review not too long ago that you guys go check out since we talked a little bit about Metroid Dread. And very soon, I got Knights of the Old Republic on Nintendo Switch that's coming out. I'm in the midst of playing it right now so i can't wait to talk more about that stuff with you guys but check it out let me know if you guys enjoy the channel subscribe and yeah appreciate you yeah and uh thank you as always damiani for having me on i love recording with you recording friend code i definitely want to have you back on our own show and speaking to that point uh i am the creator and co-founder of good vibes gaming you can find us on uh youtube.com slash gvg official uh, twitter.com slash gvg official and we have uh, patreon we are uh, mostly patreon funded you can find us over at patreon.com slash gv gaming we uh, offer a variety of tiers all of which come with their own cool perks uh, access to our incredible incredible discord community we have built such a wonderful community of uh, people focused on exactly what our own values are kindness inclusivity positivity 
lifting each other up, mental health awareness. It's just the the most positive gaming community I've ever had the pleasure to be a part of, and it's our community, and I'm so proud of that. So certainly check us out on Patreon. Uh, we have a three days a week news show called Today's News Tonight. Damiani, you've been on it, so have you, Jake James. Uh, we talk about you know the, the day's gaming news, and uh, we have a live audience patron chat where we can uh, our patrons can. Uh, interact with us and our guests live uh, and that's just five bucks a month and uh, that gets you access to our discord server but yeah check us out on patreon uh, you can find me on twitter uh, twitter.com slash ash paulson it's just my name a-s-h-p-a-u-l-s-e-n uh, follow me if you want to talk about games lots of dog pictures video game music food you know all, all, all sorts of good stuff on my twitter uh, but yeah uh, that's where where we are you can find us pretty much everywhere good vibes gaming and uh, just again thank you so much damiani for having me on you you know you know how much i've always been a huge fan of you and the rest of the easy allies crew so just keep doing what you do and uh can't wait to be back next time and we'll certainly have you and the rest of the crew on the show again for sure thank you very much and to everyone else, until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. I literally almost forgot the ending line. Everyone <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>